please stop writing Tom Brady has he hasn't retired. It feels like he's moving to another team. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, Tom Brady. I feel like Tom Brady is the, the Tom Brady situation is the worst in my life right now. <laughs> like coronavirus is, has come second now to, to Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. He's going to go be a broadcaster, right? Like this is this is his football journey is going to take him into broadcasting. That's what he means. You mean no one wants a 42 year old quarterback? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Because you've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 39. You p- yeah we should do some watchtower weekly here some coronavirus edition watchtower weekly so i mean in any 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 situation like this where the world is is on edge about a situation there are always people that abuse that and I think this is just one of those. So Wired are reporting elite hackers are using the coronavirus emails to set traps. And basically, it's low-level phishing, really, isn't it? It's something that everybody is going to answer an email around, and it's been weaponized. I really hate it when this happens. Yeah, people are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is rough. So elite hackers are using coronavirus emails to set traps. This is reported by Wired. Dominated by news of the global COVID-19 pandemic, companies scramble to find ways of securely supporting employees working from home. This has been made more difficult by phishing scams, which have been taking advantage of fears about the spread of novel coronavirus to craft COVID-19-themed emails for weeks. Now Wired reports that more sophisticated state-sponsored hackers appear to be getting into the game. With this week, Chinese firms spotted Russian hackers sending phishing emails laced with malicious document attachments to Ukrainian targets. The emails, which claim to come from Ukraine's Center for Public Health, came amidst a larger disinformation campaign that stoked fear about the spread of COVID-19 in Ukraine. So, yeah, like the government, quote unquote, the government sending out emails about coronavirus is like, oh, please, you know, I'm sure it could be things like go register here for your test kits or stuff like that. Like, mm. yeah, people are terrible. This is awful. Yeah. People are reading everything to do with coronavirus at the moment. Right. You know, they're fearful, so they're probably more likely to, to click on that link. Oh, I'm, I'm reading nothing. <laughs> I'm reading nothing. Yeah, I have switched off all social media, not reading the news, just locking myself up. I'm watching old Bojo. He's talking to the press once a day, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Bojo! Out of his little wooden hut and talking to the nation once a day during this. So I, I, I tune in for that. But um, I think one of the things that can help you here is actually one password won't fill into a phishing site. True. So by the time you have to find yourself, you know, wondering... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. One password won't fill another login into a phishing site like you could still use it to fill your information and stuff like your personal identifiable information it won't fill your usernames and passwords if it doesn't match that site yeah exactly so in phishing attempts it won't you know fill the login that the site looks like right just because it looks like that doesn't mean that you know one password will go oh this looks a bit like gmail and, and fill it in like it matches on on urls so that's something that is worth detailing that Working from home fishing seems a bit like the numbers are swayed towards someone falling for it. And I think that's a level of being comfortable in your own home rather than on company time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is important to get remote working employees really the the information that they need and the, the software that they need in order to stop terrible things like this. There's also a number of things you can do just yourself, though, isn't there? Like checking the source of the email, seeing if that looks legitimate. Checking for spelling, grammar, or any glaring errors. 
things like that. Yeah, I think all of these things together, like a phishing email doesn't always have to have spelling. It doesn't always have to come from a different source or, or, or anything like that. Like sometimes, but it's rarely that they get all the things to line up. Mm. And then if they do, hopefully, you know, one password will not fill into that site. So you're always protected in some sense if, you, if you're really vigilant. So jumping on to the next one, I'm, I'm really disappointed about this one. Apple now lets apps send ads in push notifications. So they've recently had, you know, traditionally fairly strict restrictions around push notifications. It was not for advertising promotions or direct marketing or anything like that. And yeah, now marketing notifications. I feel like this is a step away from what I want. Yeah, who f- cares though because of the coronavirus like (laughs) why is this news (laughs) no like i i do think i do think it is important and i do think that when we are in a situation like this people do find ways to push past legislation and things in their company like how, how do you feel about this yeah 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 so truthfully it's been something that's been allowed unofficially for years and it i've seen it and I think that this is going to be a self-correcting problem. I, I really do. People are going to turn off push notifications that are advertising-based. And it's it's just going to be a self-correcting problem. So it is, yeah, it's worth noting that apps can now send marketing notifications, but customers must have explicitly opted in to receive them. Right. And so I think that with iOS 14, we are probably going to see additions to the push notification API that covers marketing push notifications. And then what's going to happen is that apps that abuse that and use regular push notifications for ads are going to start getting rejected or kicked out of the store. I think it's going to be fine. It's one, one step back for two step forwards, I guess. Yeah, you're prob- I, I believe that that's going to be the case. Yeah, I, I recently took a dive into, uh, and this is where my, my self-isolation madness has come in. Have you ever played like restaurant games on the iPad? You know, when you when you... When someone comes in and they want a cheeseburger and then you've got to tap the the bread, the burger and the cheese. Overcooked? Yeah, those type of games. Download some of those on the iPad and just look at how the mechanics work of basically trying to get you to buy like diamonds or stars or whatever. Some parts of the app store are just so wrong at the moment. I feel like like it's just it's to the point where it's gambling. But it's it's feeding on that addiction, but it's it's not strictly gambling because you don't win or lose anything. You're just paying for diamonds. It doesn't feel good. I don't know whether Apple are taking steps towards this. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure this is one area of the App Store, and I just noticed it when I was playing these terrible <laughs> games. They like to call them time management games, but really they're time-wasting games, aren't they? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like Candy Crush. And oh, I've never that. got into Candy Crush. The apps that, or the games that really kind of blow my mind are the ones where you get like a fake little house and then you have to play a game and if you win, you win diamonds and you can then do up the room in that house. I'm just confused by that whole market, but I probably <laughs> shouldn't start playing them. Otherwise... I will get hooked. <laughs> I, I very much do not see, personally, like I realize there are people that do not agree with me. I do not see the appeal of playing a game where I get to simulate living a real life. Yeah. I just, I'm like, yeah, like I wash the dishes already at home. I don't want to then log on and like <laughs> make sure that I've done that and feed the cat and every other goddamn thing. Like just. Yeah. For me, I like playing The Sims, but only to build a house. Your dream house. <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Okay, this one this one freaks me out, right? Like, this is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night 
for some for no good reason that I will be implicated in a crime and somehow there will be like data to show that I was there even though I, I never was. So this is from Sophos reports that Google data puts innocent man at the scene of a crime. A Florida man who used a fitness app to track his bike rides found himself a suspect in a burglary when police used a geofence warrant to collect data from nearby devices. Uh, this came out of an investigation from NBC News. Zachary McCoy had never been in the home where the burglary occurred, but by leaving his location settings on for the Runkeeper app, he unwittingly provided information about his whereabouts to Google, which placed him at the scene of the crime. Since McCoy had biked past the house where the burglary took place three times on the day of the alleged crime, part of his usual route through the neighborhood, he was deemed a suspect. Uh, NBC News says Google's legal investigations team contacted McCoy in January, notifying him that the Gainesville police were demanding information from his Google account. Yeah, I don't like this at all. This is not okay. No. I do not like this. Uh, Eventually cleared, but not before hiring a lawyer to help him figure out exactly what data police were seeking. And my children have just brought me lunch. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you, Sophia. I'm so sorry. (laughs) What have you got? Uh, I have peanut butter and a tortilla, which is my typical, one of my typical lunches. I have an apple, a cheese stick, and some, looks like mango, mango orange drink. A tortilla with peanut butter in is a little odd. It's great. It really is. Like, if you haven't put peanut butter in a tortilla. Don't knock it until you've tried it. Are you rolling it up like a pancake? Are you spreading it on the entire surface of the tortilla? Yes, both. You spread it over one side and then you... You fold it like a burrito, basically, and then you eat it, and it's great. Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. You get a little bit of protein. It's you know, it gets uh, you get a little bit of, of carbs. It's the lockdown diet. It's the lockdown diet. Listen, the Rue's lockdown diet. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, it is weird that the, the different places that we are in the world. I mean, obviously, you know, me and Anna are pretty much geographically at the same location, but uh, the the different places that we are in the world uh, as a company are reacting way different from each other. Like Canada today has declared a state of emergency. I, I think, you know, most most US cities have. And, and our advice was just probably just don't go to the theatre. Uh, maybe not to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cut down on how much you go to the, the pub. That's how we're dealing with that, apparently. That's so interesting. So I have instituted very much like I've basically said, like, we are not going out anymore. Like we are going to stay in the house as much as possible. We regardless of sort of what the what the the local guidelines are. And of course, the schools being closed helps this helps helps me be successful in this. But I'm ignoring sort of the guidelines in terms of how loose they are. And I'm saying, look, we'll just stay home. We won't interact with people outside of the house and that'll be fine and we'll be okay. We'll ride this out for now. We're just trying to flatten the curve is really, you know, we're just, we're doing that thing, right? Just stay home. Don't worry about it. We still go out for a walk. I mean, like I'm in cow country, USA, right? So like I still go out for a walk. That's fine. And it's really not that different in general. Yeah, I I don't think I'm living my life much differently apart from where I would use to go to a coffee shop and be like, okay, I'm going to work from the coffee shop this morning. Can I get half a plate of eggs, please, and watch you eat the other half? <laughs> it's exactly. That that place has been taken over, and the menu is even even more weird now. I ordered pancakes, and I got tofu pancakes. And I was like, mm, these, these are a mess. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not going to the coffee shop anymore. It is like an introvert's dream, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's not much different to what we normally do, right? Especially as we always work from home, so... <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm interested in in kind of how you guys work from home and perhaps we can share some advice uh, of your own little specialist working from home environment with others. What do you do that's kind of odd? Odd. Oh, kind of odd. Mm. Oh. Yeah, well, I think the odd things are the the, the best, right? The, all these lists are going around and and 
heck, we we wrote one. Um, <laughs> our fairly standard stuff, right? It's, uh, you know, why not switch to Zoom when we're recording the podcast on Zoom? Yep. Why not switch to Slack in opposed to just tapping on someone's shoulder in the office? And, you know, the idea of sharing stuff securely as well. But, like, what, what, what do you do that's a bit out there? I mean, do we want to get into it? Because I, I, I can get weird, like, you know, if you want. <laughs> like, we, can, we can go there. Go on, get real we weird. Get, get, get real. No, um, okay, this is not as weird. But every conference call that I have that I am on, and, and I am on many, I clean the house, like, all day. Like you, <laughs> Matt, you've heard me empty the dishwasher. Uh, I can't tell you how many loads of laundry I folded uh, debating user experience changes and stuff like that. Like, it's just, I have to find, I have to be mobile. So AirPods, and I take my Zoom calls on my phone, and I make the bed, fold the laundry, <laughs> clean the bathrooms, uh, empty, empty the dishwasher. Like, it's, I do a ton of it. Got to get your exercise Oh, I'll go for walks while I'm on these calls. Like, really, don't think that you just have to sit around doing nothing. If you are the type of person that can sort of let your body move freely while you engage mentally in something, go do that. And it's it's totally fine. I bet your house has never been so tidy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, I just haven't found the way to do that. Like, I'd like to do it. Heck, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to actually use this this rowing machine <laughs> I bought. Well, like, rowing machine's <laughs> tough because it's real freaking loud. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a water-based one as well. Oh, whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I use it first thing in the morning for about 10 minutes. Like, I think exercise is a good point. Right. Yeah. If I just go to my desk and sit down, I could easily be here for 10 hours straight. And I think exercise just helps break that up a bit. Mm. What about you, Anna? So, I don't know if I do anything weird. Oh, you do. <laughs> do I? <laughs> what do I do? I, I have seen photos of you where you've wrapped yourself in a blanket cocoon and you, you seem to work from there. Oh, yeah. I quite often just work in my... My dressing gown. What do Americans call them? Bathrobe. I, I have a house blanket that I that I wear as a like a cape. I wear that quite a lot. I'm wearing that now. <laughs> yeah, we've we've talked about that. One. I like to create like a little spa environment in my office, which sounds a bit strange, I guess. But I have a like a little oil diffuser and I like to put some essential oils in there and do that. And I have a little candle on my desk and it creates a very zen like atmosphere. So that's a little a little tip for people, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that was weird, but it's a luxury, I guess. I mean, should we get into the topic of conference calls from the toilet? Should we talk about this? I think I've been on a conference call where you've been to the toilet. I'm almost certain that I have, and you've tried to hide it, but just not well. <laughs> was it a bit echoey? <laughs> I'm so curious to know what makes you think that this is. We were probably Matt, doing is... the dishes, and it just it sounded it probably. Like, you know, oh. Do you know what always sounds like I'm peeing is when I when I pour coffee into my pour over. <laughs> it's probably that. Like when I do the pour over coffee, it always sounds like like it's peeing. It's really funny. <laughs> it brings me to the specific point that I was going to make. Like when people join our, our company, almost the first install that they need to make is a, is a piece of software called Shush. And it's you push your finger down and then you talk and then you let your finger up and it mutes. And I just think... But I, I just think, like, people muting well gives off such a better environment. Like, if you've got a noisy background, I live next door to a, a masseuse or a chiropractor or, or something like that anyway. And uh, I can hear people screaming all day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, having their, their back realigned or, or something's going on in there. <laughs> it's, this sounds made up, but it's honestly the honest truth. And, like, I wouldn't get through the day if it wasn't for shush. Like, when, when someone's got dogs in the background or... 
music in the background or they're working in a cafe or something, it, it really does affect the quality of the communication that, that you're having. And when, when you're working remotely, like it's really difficult to get that decent level of, of communication. So yeah, I, I think like a good mute is really essential. Do you think that people are going to have trouble who have not worked from home? Do you think that there's that mentality that people are going to be in where it's like, wow, this is a free vacation. Absolutely. I think it's really difficult not to get distracted. See, it's not. Though. That's the weird part for me. It's like, I, I've i had people say that to me before, right? I'm like, oh, you work from home? Wow, that, that must be so easy. You must have so much free time. And I'm like, yeah, except for the part where I still have a job, though. And I still have things to do. But I think that gets, so, like, it, it takes a little while to get into that. When you're working in an office, you go there and you know you're at work. Whereas when I wake up, yeah. I have to do certain things. And this is, this is where my kind of remote working schedule comes in. You have to kind of do things that signify that you're at work. I like to have a, a whole, like, room to my work. I can't, I can't like, tuck myself in the corner of... Uh, another room so what what i do in the mornings is i i have a set routine and it, to be honest i don't wake up at the same time every day so like it, it could could be 6 a.m it could be 10 a.m i love that i have a set routine but i don't get up the same time every day <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do the same things afterwards right so i i wake up i immediately have a shower i make breakfast and stuff but then i put on slippers and the slippers signify to me that i'm at work <laughs> and so if I come into my office and I'm not wearing slippers and I sit down on my laptop, immediately I'll go, oh, I'm not wearing slippers. Oh, that's because I'm not at work. Like my brain literally makes that that judgment. <laughs> that's very interesting. So, yeah, I've, I've treated it because I don't get dressed up for work. I used to. Like I've, I've been remote working for like, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 years. And like I, I used to put, you know, a shirt on and, and some trousers and some shoes and do them up and everything. But then I kind of stopped doing that over time. So I, I think if that helps you to like get dressed up for for work and then go and sit at home, I think I think that's acceptable. Like just just to tell your brain like I, I'm I'm here to do a task. Right. I now. think that setting boundaries thing is important, even if it's starting at the same time every day and like taking a lunch break. That seems to help. Yeah, taking a lunch break. Making sure you actually take a bit of a break. Yeah, one of the people that we just hired actually, uh, Matthew, who listens to the show, he. To, he'd said like every day at lunch, like right after lunch, I go for a 45 minute walk and I am just AFK for that whole time. And I was like, that's great. Keep that up. That's perfect. Yeah. I am probably not a good example of sort of setting boundaries and I've burned myself out a few times as a result of it. But like every morning my alarm goes off, I reach over, I grab my phone, I check my email, go through all my work emails and then I open up Slack and I go through Slack all while like not even having gotten out of bed yet and wow. just do all that first thing in the morning so that I sort of set orient myself as to how my day is going to look in case there's anything that came in overnight. Oh. But I, I do think like every, like you can't stop people coming to you. I think that's one of the things about remote work. Like in an office, you can be like, right, I'm wearing headphones. They, they kind of know to, to go away. Mm. But you can't stop yeah. the incoming with, with remote work. So like I do feel like it, the concentration has to be on you to do that, right? To switch off to, <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Anna's pretty good at, at keeping me like if she sees me online when i'm on holiday she'll message me and say go away or you know when it's too late and i'm doing something i'll get a message and it'll be like go to bed yeah <laughs> right right yeah and and like i am very very good about if i'm on holiday i'm not at work but like 
during normal work days, I am I'm bad at it. I just am well, not bad at it, but like my routine is is such that like work sort of I, I sort of interleave it with day to day life probably a bit more than other people do who sort of like have a set start time and a set end time. Well, I think that's, you know, that's kind of life remote work with, with kids. It allows that kind of, you know, flexibility between the two. I'm terrible at not working in the evenings because there's always something exciting going on. Especially with the time zones. Right. So like your 7 p.m. is my 2 p.m. That is prime work time for me. So you are going to get messages. <laughs> yes. I think it would be so much easier for a company to work from home that is on the you know the same time zone. Yep. If you are remote working for the first time and you know your entire office is on a, on the same time zone, like just think yourself lucky because I think we're at twenty four hours now. Oh, the sun never sets on the One Password Empire. It's one of my favorite things to say when I when I'm interviewing someone. <laughs> yeah. So I did I did have a message for anyone who might be listening to the show who is in sort of a leadership position and and is sort of introducing their team to remote work. And that is do not institute crazy policies that you would not have in a normal office environment. I saw a screenshot of an email that went out that was like, you know, in this time when we're all working from home, we expect that, you know, your phone is on and on you at all times. And if you get a Slack message that you respond to it within two minutes and uh, emails must be promptly responded to. And I'm like, just stop it. Like no one would do this in an office environment. You wouldn't say like, "Hey, if I if I send you an email, I need to hear back from you right away." Like, if you don't trust that person enough to like do their job, then you know you should be considering other ramifications other than instituting a two minute Slack timeout uh, on <laughs> on messages. Exactly. Like, just calm down, okay? People, if if you've hired the right people, the work will get done. And you don't have to micromanage them. Like, don't do this to people. That's This is already a stressful situation. Don't add nonsense like that to the mix. It's just not worth it. It is going to create a toxic environment. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. It is worth noting that we have extended our business trials to six months because we understand that, you know, communication can be a, a, an issue at this time and we want people to, to use one password who need it. So, yeah, we've extended the tr free trial from one month to, to six months. That's great. That's really good, yeah. So so my, my other questions now that we've talked about remote work is how are you dealing with this building stress? I don't know, maybe it's just me feeling that. They're, 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 they're all the graphs of an of an upward upward curve and I'm like, I don't know what happens, but it's pretty bad at this point, so whatever happens at the next point, I don't want to find out. Oh, well. Not coping well is the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have scheduled an extra few minutes during the day just to sort of cry uncontrollably. You get about five or ten minutes of that and then you're all right for the rest of the day. So you just let it, you got to let it out somehow. Yeah. I mean, I keep telling myself I'm going to meditate more, but it's not happening right now. Yeah. I've been watching bad 80s movies. I think that's a really good way to get, get through it. Nice. I, I was interviewing someone on, on their CV. They put uh, a, a reference to a movie and I was like oh, I haven't seen that in the longest of times and I, and I want to include this on the on the show notes it's the 1985 uh, or 1986 movie Rad uh, which is a, a BMX movie oh my <laughs> oh god <laughs> it is amazing like I, I, honestly I want you to, to go away and watch this movie the things you can discover in lockdown hey one it's so bad that, that it's actually good like it is actually good it's not just like I'm saying that, like, <laughs> it's real bad. So, yeah. The thing I was saying to Rue earlier as well is that I actually did some gardening the other day, which is a rare sight. <laughs> I, I really hate gardening. 
I really hope that this doesn't send me into like the mode of gardening. It has for me. It's already got me out. <sighs> Do you want to come and mow my lawn? Uh, mm, <laughs> I don't want to see you, but I will go and mow your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you can let yourself in, it's fine. All right, Anna, take it away with the new segment. Oh, yeah. So we are going to start a new segment called Ask One Password, which is going to involve you guys asking us anything you like using the Ask One Password hashtag. So this can be anything from questions about One Password to our views on a particular news story, or if you want to ask us something completely random, it's up to you. I think it's important to note that we are going to mention it on the podcast. We're not going to reply on Twitter. Yeah. So I like this. I mean, this is just an expansion of what we do anyway yeah with with our hashtag uh i like that this one is is just you know let's just ask us questions this is great yeah hello carla what is your query <laughs> all right what are we doing for real or not real so this week we have humans only use 10 percent of their brains oh i'm feeling that today <laughs> <laughs> maybe on some days hey on sundays i use a hundred percent of my brain i uh I don't know where this stat comes from. Like, I, is this... I'm going to say not real. What's that? I, I bet it's low. I bet it's a low percentage, but this feels real low. Why would we have a brain if we only use 10% of it? Or, or, or like, why wouldn't we have a smaller brain? <laughs> Maybe I have a smaller brain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say not real. I think this is, this is, this, this is one of those oft-quoted but completely false statements yep you are correct yeah what's the actual percentage i don't think there's any data around the specific percentage i think it's hard to calculate but because of the various tools and testing we have about now they just know that it's not correct and that no matter what you're doing your brain is always active some areas are more active at any one time than other so unless you have like brain damage or something there is no one part of the brain that is absolutely not functioning sometimes i wake up with a hot head and i think i wonder what i was dreaming to kind of overheat my brain (laughs) (laughs) it's not like a computer it doesn't get warmer the harder you think i'm sorry sometimes i get warmer the harder i think yeah yeah all right can we call it here so I can hork down some peanut butter on a tortilla. And... Have you started eating your lunch already? Yeah, I started eating my lunch. It's delicious. <laughs> All right, I guess we better go then. Love you. Bye. All right. <laughs> love you both. Yeah, love you guys. Bye-bye.